0: Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content, so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit effectv.com.
1: So welcome. We're still at South by Southwest at the Greek Daily House podcast, podcast room, having a great time here. This is Karim, CSO of link Two. Uh, If you've not heard enough already about Link2, but we're all about depri, deprivatization of early access to pre-IPO companies. We are having a great run. We've had huge successes with companies uh, such as BlockFi, Ripple, Uphold, um, Coinbase. Uh, All of these companies can be found on our platform. Some, unfortunately for you, late listeners have already exited, but we have a bunch of companies that we're investing in. And would if you would like to join, do your research, uh, get on board, let us know uh, where your interests lie in uh, investing in pre-IPO unicorn companies. That's about linked to you. Uh, by now, you should know a little bit about me. But what's really interesting today is if you open the door and you show up in the right place, you meet exceptional founders and entrepreneurs. And today I'm speaking with Sandra Leon <laughs>
0: Sandra Ponce de Leon. (laughs) Sandra Ponce. Uh, Yeah, I
1: got those two words um, mixed up, though. Sandra Ponce de Leon, who's now in Tulum, creating a great company. I actually met uh, Sandra maybe five or six years ago in San Francisco when we were working on other aspects of trying to identify companies to invest in and how those companies could get their word out and get their brand out. But Sandra's made the move. She's made the move into changing the world. And Sandra, we're very excited about having you here today. Tell us a little bit about your journey to Tulum and the NFT boutique that you're working on, especially how you decided to go in this direction, uh, and in particular, what's really interesting that you do.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh it's really lovely to be here and to reconnect after all of these years. Um yeah, you know, I have a very long history in Silicon Valley in marketing. I've been a co-founder myself. I've been a writer. I now write for Grit Daily in the house that we're in. And um my journey is um uh into in uh in 2020. That's when the pandemic started and um, at the time um, just was looking for, I think, a a change and and ended up spending. And I think what we found out in that year was that work from home could actually mean work from anywhere or work from a beach. Uh, And that's what I did. That's what I thought is um, I I ended up coming to or going to Tulum to Mexico uh, and spending two months there. And it was during that time that I had I had been in the area before, but it's when I really fell back in love with Quintana Roo and with the Yucatan and with Mexico, and I decided I was ready for a very big change. So I came back to the Bay, and I basically uh, liquidated my life. I sold my condo. I said goodbye to my friends or said, I'll see you soon to my friends and family. And yeah, I made the big leap and I officially moved. Well, it's not quite official. I still have to work on my residency. Um, But I moved to Tulum uh, in May of last year.
1: Sandra, I I think what we have to talk a little bit about is the journey and the leap that you've made uh, ending up in Tulum and starting this business of yours It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you've been a contributor to Forbes magazine. You're a columnist, now Rick Daily. You spent a lot of time in the Bay Area. It's difficult. I live in the Bay Area. It's difficult to give that up. What drove you to make these drastic changes?
0: Mm, uh, I think I (laughs) was (laughs) crazy. Um, But you're strong
1: (laughs) and you found your calling.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I have. Yeah. I I really moved to Tulum with the intention of finding my ocean tribe. Um, I had been working in ocean, ocean technologies, writing about ocean technologies and helping to... Um, advocate for any technology that could really help to regenerate or save our ocean. It's something that I've been passionate about for many years, and so in moving to Tulum, that was really my purpose. Uh, and um, yeah, I've been able to find it. Luckily, I was I connected um, very quickly after moving with um, my partner, uh, my business partner, also my my life partner, and he's a co-founder of a company called Petgas, which is a Mexican company. That I'm sorry, pet. Pet gas. Okay. It's a Mexican company that transforms plastic, any kind of plastic, into clean fuels, five different types of combustibles. And so, um, yeah, I was immediately taken by that technology and by him and um, <laughs> literally no, <laughs> um, so yes, um, you know and and um, it, at that time he was already very immersed in the Web three space and developing his collection of NFTs, which he calls the Petgasteritos, and so he really kind of pulled me into the space um, very quickly, and um, and I started working on my collection, which are the uh, Cosmic Cats four twenty. So what's
1: really interesting is, you know, we've been speaking about, the. actually we haven't, I don't think, spoken collectively as people on this earth about the ocean. Uh, there are folks doing things in ocean, ocean tech. Uh, we see have seen a, a lot of the press on plastics polluting the oceans. Uh, this is just, this is right now surface pollution uh, we have now started seeing uh, articles and indications that a lot of these plastics are being ingested by the sea, um, by fish that we end up eating, and I'm assuming by transference, we're ingesting this plastic.
0: Yeah, the stat is we ingest a credit card of plastic every month, and that's simply- Repeat that again? A credit card, the size of a credit card of plastic every month.
1: So I don't know if you heard that properly, but <laughs> what- <laughs> Sandra just said, "Was we are ingesting enough plastic that's the size of a credit card every month? I can't even imagine what is that doing to us."
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the that's really you know the that's the story behind the Cosmic Cats uh, four twenty. So the Cosmic Cats four twenty were um, they, basically they survived the eco apocalypse of twenty four twenty when the world became completely consumed by plastic, which is something that we're living today. Uh, in fact, um, we've gone to beach cleanups where we see coral that is growing fused with plastic. Uh, and so it's true. We are, we, we are slowly killing ourselves with, um, you know, this material that, um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually helped us, you know, get to where we are in the medical profession. So many professions benefit from plastic. The problem is that we didn't design it with an end use or a life cycle, a complete life cycle. And so we see it and we consider it waste. Um, but actually it can be transformed into, um, energy.
1: Talk, walk us through that a little bit more. So I, I worry, right? So the first thing when you say we can transform plastic into energy, the first thing that comes to my mind is pollution, uh-huh. uh, carbon emission, uh, because how do you do that without creating p- pollution that's still as, as harmful?
0: Yeah, um, the process is called um, paralysis, and it's something that's been around for a while. And and you're right, it does cause pollution um, in the traditional sense that it's done. Um, What PetGas has done is their innovation is called non-catalytic paralysis, and um, that uh, happens in a closed environment, so there is no escape. There is no escape of fumes or chemicals. Um, they're very large reactors, and so they take the plastic, um, which needs to be shredded. So it uh, goes through a pre-transformation process, uh, and then it goes into the reactors. And then from there, um, the technology, the innovation. I I, I know it's um, I know what it's doing technologically is breaking apart the hydrocarbons, and then. They fall into different drums based on um, vibration and weight. That's about as far as I can get into the actual physical physics of it. Um, but then uh, it uh, transforms and falls into different drums. So it'll uh, turn into paraffin, uh, kerosene, diesel, gasoline, and natural gas. So those are the five uh, combustibles. So... Um, what PetGas is doing is really revolutionary in that it's putting now a value on plastic where once there was none. And that's really the idea and some of the beauty, beautiful things that are happening in Web3 is this creation of new economies. Uh, and that's what we're doing um, in Tulum and, you know, with NFT Boutique, with our collections, um, the, the Cosmic Cats 420, their mission is to Deplastify the planet, also to save cats. Um, their 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 story. Um, getting back to that was that um, they they survived the eco apocalypse of 2420 when the world became consumed by plastic. Um, because their owners were smoking super cosmic (laughs) kush. Super cosmic kush. Yes. It's a strain. It's a strain of marijuana. I don't, I don't know if it exists or not, but, um, (laughs) and so they mutated and they went into space and now they time travel to help to, um, educate us and save us before it's too late. Um, and that's really the mission of the cosmic cats, but also a lot of the collections that, um, we're showcasing now at NFT boutique in Tulum.
1: Right, so I know there are a bunch of audience, there are a bunch of listeners here thinking, "Oh my God, plastic!" As soon as we talk start talking about plastic, and we talk about recycling plastic, uh, we then all of a sudden have to worry about pollution, which I just brought up, which was one elephant in the room. But there are several other elephants, and I'm going to bring this up so that we're all on the le- level playing field, right? So, plastics exist; they keep being created. There are useful um, plastic has a lot of potentially positive uses and yes. that's what we see but with that aspect is that we've created plastic it's being disposed off in an harmful and unnatural manner and what you're doing is subscribing to the fact that it exists and we've going to create uh, collect it and then create energy sources from it yes now if the we're all thinking about hey the energy sources that you create, that you're creating, you, I think I remember paraffin, petroleum, mm-hmm. uh, and three others which I forget, but it's here. We are then reusing uh, that material whether it's paraffin or, or fuel, and creating more pollution, right? But I want to make sure. Well,
0: I- what happens? You know, if it, so, a, a couple things. Um, first of all, the, the the recycling industry is a complete lie. Um, only 9% of all of plastic is actually recyclable, uh, or recycled, sorry, um, of the seven types of plastic, there's only two types of plastic that can be recycled and those plastics can only be recycled f- up to four times. So the recycling industry itself was created by the plastics industry to make us all feel like it was okay to continue to consume, uh, and create plastics, um, then the, the other thing about plastic pollution is that when it is in a, a landfill, for example, it's giving, as it decomposes, it's giving off methane gases, which are much more contaminant than the CO2, that the, the carbon that's produced um, when you put um, these fuels into your cars. And actually, the, because most... Okay, so I, I'm not an expert in this. I've kind of become edu- very educated sure. because of my relationship with pet gas, um, is that um, uh, what was I getting? What was I saying there again?
1: <laughs> there's a uh, pollution that's been created. Ninety percent of the plastics cannot be recycled, and what can be recycled can only be done four right. times. Right, and,
0: and, and the the when you when you're talking about gasoline that you put in your car, there's a lot of additives that are put into it: sulfur um, and you know cancer-causing chemicals. Um, with this process, it actually creates fuels that are much cleaner than what you buy on the market. Um, because there is no added is involved. It's this, you know, process of breaking apart the car- hydrocarbons uh, and then um, rebuilding them, or I don't know what the right term is, but, um, you know, putting them back um, in into these different uses. And um, I think the other thing that I think is, um, you know, there's a lot of movement towards battery-operated cars, but that's going to take a long time for, you know, all of this machinery, all of the cars that are in existence to be transformed or to, you know, there, there, there's no, you know, people are not going to stop using, um, cars that take normal Absolutely. gasoline. Um, so this is a way to provide cleaner gasoline and also to decontaminate the planet.
1: Wonderful. So actually, I mean, I, I, love this idea of the podcast because we can be honest and we can talk about it. So at the end of the day, for all of you listeners out there, I know there's two sides of this coin. There's the oil and gas industry. There's the plastic industry. We know there are lobbyists in each of these industries that make statements Some of them not true. Some of them blatantly untrue. Uh, But I think what we're coming to do here with this whole idea of the Metaverse Web 3.0 is the the consumption of knowledge, uh, pun intended, consumption Mm -hmm. of knowledge, is to let's learn. Let's learn what's right, what's wrong. And let's support organizations and individuals who have spent that time in understanding what the best possible outcome is for things that we already do that are not so that are not so good yeah and uh and as we close out this sandra what would you like to say to the people that are hearing this what what is there? what is your message to them and how can they support you how do they find you and what is it that you're looking for them to assist with
0: um, well, I'm really just um, excited to be here. Um, I really wanted to talk more about the NFT boutique. Let's talk about the yeah, NFT boutique. Yes, yes, yeah. So we just opened. Um, you know, a, a sort of as as uh, myself and my partner Chucho, were developing our collections, um, we realized. Um, well, we started to also so Cosmic Cats 420. Um, as I mentioned, the mission is to uh, deplastify the planet, but also to save cats and. That's something that I've been doing in Tulum. I've been fostering cats and taking care of them, paying for veterinary expenses. I have a colony of cats that I get, that I feed. um, and I'm going to be launching, uh, what's called a TNR program, uh, trap neuter release. Uh, and so as I was developing that collection and also fostering my cats and I started to build a cosmic cat tree (laughs) and, um, you know, we were talking about where, where we could start to house, um, you know, some of this merchandise that, um, we were having fun developing and, and, um, and, and we came up with the idea of the NFT boutique. Uh, and so we just opened the NFT boutique uh, in, just a, a couple months ago, and we're in Tulum in a very um, visible location. And uh, a lot of the collections that we have there that we're showcasing are NFTs for good. Uh, and a lot of them have this theme of the deplassification of the planet. Um, we're also working very closely with groups that are on the ground in Tulum, um, such as Region Tulum, which just launched Tulum Coin. And the you know the purpose of the Tulum coin is to fund regenerative projects in Tulum um, because um, we were just talking about how um, it has been a culture shock moving from Silicon Valley to Mexico. Uh, not going to lie, there's um, days when I don't have electricity or um, water, <laughs> you know, let alone internet access. You know, that, so um, it, it's a place where you really have to um, flow, um, and it's also a place where um, it's the the largest underground uh, river uh, water system. Um, in the world. Really? Yeah, fresh water. Mm -hmm. That's what the cenotes, the beautiful cenotes are made of that are, um, you know, very sacred and healing waters. But unfortunately... Um, you know, Tulum, its infrastructure in and, and that area in general um, has grown so quickly that um, a lot of these uh, places, sacred places, are at risk. Uh, and so, um, yeah, uh, groups like Regen Tulum are um, dedicated to um, helping to save the environment in Tulum and regenerate it.
1: So we've traveled or we're traveling the world from the Bay Area to Tulum. We have touched on plastics what can be done and how we can save our oceans. Uh, We're talking about NFTs and the value that we can derive from NFTs and what is the next step. We're saving cats. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm saying this properly now, look out for Sandra Ponce de De Leon in Tulum. Thank you. And building up an NFT boutique. Pay attention, support, provide feedback, and let's change the way we live. Thank you, Sandra.
0: Thank you so much.